0: Hello and welcome back to self. This is social emotional learning for faculty for the adults in the building and I'm April Danielle your host and I have been in education for over 20 years and I truly believe that healed teachers can heal the world. I believe social emotional wellness of our educators should be a top priority. And that's what this podcast is for, to guide you on this journey of social emotional wellness. So let's go ahead and get the party started. Today, I want to start off with an observation, a kind of sad observation that breaks my heart because I feel it so much. So I'm in some Facebook groups about Things like life after teaching or teachers for teachers, things like that. And I know a lot of the East Coast is going back to school, although a lot of us on the West Coast here are already back in. And I see some teachers just like full of pain, like they know they have to go back the next day and they're like, I can't do it. I have felt that. Like I have felt that gut wrenching realization that I have to do this again and it is breaking my soul. I feel that so hard and that is why I do this. It's not an option for all of us to leave the classroom, but there are steps that we can take. So what I wanted to do today is kind of break the day down. Something that you can become aware of because we all know I think awareness is step number one and little shifts that you can make throughout the day that might help And if you focus on like, this is kind of an experiment or a journey, I'm hoping that gets you through the day as well. Cause guys, I feel you and my heart breaks for you and I get it, I totally get it. And we can't wait for the system to change. This is, it's so much of what I hear is because of student behavior, right? And gosh, guys, I, I can't totally blame the student. So the parents, the world is changing. Society is changing. Visions are changing. Perceptions are changing. Jobs are changing. But the system is still the same. And kids are kind of fighting that. And kind of what is happening too is their parents are kind of fighting it, right? Kind of like fighting the system and kind of passing that down to their kids. And so it's coming out as disrespect. It's coming out as this, I'm not just going to sit here because you tell me to sit here. I'm not just going to give you blatant, like no holds bar respect and, and not question you because you told me to, and because you're in a position of authority. And guys, I believe that this is good. I believe questioning authority is a good thing, but because it's not something that was taught, it just kind of happened like as an after effect of not trusting authority, then it's not coming out in the right way, right? It's coming out in a toxic, abusive sometimes even way. And because we're not taught that. So, so maybe even understanding why this is coming about might help. Okay, so let's just jump into the day. First thing in your day when you wake up in the morning you might have dreaded thoughts, you might not want to get out of bed. Try to think of or focus on one thing that you can do that brings you joy. This might be your coffee. It can be so simple. It can be a little thing, right? It might be lunch with a coworker that you love to collaborate with. Think of one thing in your day and kind of focus on that and amplify. This is before you get out of bed, guys. Don't jump out of bed thinking about the dread. Ooh, that, that could be a rhyme in there, like a song. Okay. Don't jump out of bed thinking about the dread. Take a moment to intentionally. Now, all of this takes intention. Awareness and intention. All of this takes intention. Intentionally think about one good thing in your day and focus on it and visualize it and make those feelings grow really big, okay? then get out of bed. Continue thinking about that as you get ready for the day. As you're driving to work, set some intentions. Focus on finding things that you love. This could be a certain color. Like I love yellow and orange and I love yellow and orange cars. So I would be like looking for yellow and orange cars as I'm driving to work because it makes me smile. It could be something simple. Doesn't even have to do with your teaching day. When you get to work, take a moment before you walk in and picture those first few interactions you're going to be tempted throughout the day and i gosh guys i feel you so hard you're going to be tempted throughout the day to commiserate in misery you it feels better it does it really does feel better when people acknowledge and sympathize and even are in the same misery that you are and so it tends to make The conversation's all about that. And again, not talking about toxic positivity. And focusing on positive things makes a difference. It really does. It's not ignoring the negative. I'm acknowledging it. I get it. And how can we make shifts? So before you walk in, or another thing you can do before you walk in, put on your jam. Put on your jam. Or walk in with headphones. If you walk in and you know when you walk in, there's some toxic stuff happening in the office as you walk in. Because it always is. This may be, I'm not just saying like this is how it is. I'm just saying it could be, right? There might be parents in there all the time causing chaos. Or there might be kids who aren't supposed to be there. And the poor office lady has to deal with that. If you know that's going to happen, prepare for it. Prepare for it and stick some headphones in with your jam on and boom. Walk right past it. Walk right past it. Now, if it's not like that, and you normally have a good interaction with the front desk, amplify that. Maybe even stop and pause and talk about what's awesome in their life. As you enter your classroom, think about how this can be a sanctuary for you. This, if this is causing, as you walk in, any feelings of I don't want to overuse the word trauma, but any feelings of angst, what is something you can do to make it better? Now you're thinking, oh, but it's for the kids, it's for the kids, it's for the kids. Yes, but I guarantee anything you do that makes you feel better in the classroom is going to rub off on them, not only through you, but from whatever action that you take. It kind of reminds me of like all adaptations that we have for um, for IEPs are really good for everybody. Right? They're really good for everybody. So as you walk in your classroom, think about how you can make it more of a sanctuary for you. Now, this is a good one, guys. Duty. If you have morning duty, uh, usually when I remember when I had morning duty and I thought it was ridiculous. It was just ridiculous that so many of us were out there and there was no point in it. But there's no point in perseverating on that. If it is a thing, it's a thing. You got to go do it. And I have a suggestion for you, a fun suggestion. You have two options. One, find that kid, that kid that you struggle with the most. Find that kid. And this is their territory. Interact with them on their level in their territory. I guarantee this will make a difference during the school day. If you can, it depends on the grade level you teach. You might ask them about their night or their weekend or their homework. Or you might really like... Get in there and play with them. You might do a little tag. Of course, you have to watch and be aware of your surroundings, but fit it in. Another thing you can do if you're not feeling that, especially on those really rough days, find that kid that brings you joy. You know, there's one. It for me, it's always the kid that gets my jokes, and and it's usually just one, and they laugh really loud, and I'm like, I love you. You could fail. I don't even care. I don't even care if you do any (laughs) work, but you're here. You're here laughing at my jokes and that is why you bring me joy and I will search you out on the playground to bring my day a little joy in the morning. When you go in and start interacting with students, be aware of thoughts that you have, actions that you take and shifts that you can make and start intentionally making small shifts. We cannot control a lot of things and more and more and more and more power is being taken away from us. And I feel like this is one of the big issues for teachers is our, prof- not professional, our, we're not being valued. So it's really, it's really easy to just give up and be like, fine, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. But we do have power and a lot of that power is over us and our mental state and how that expands into our classroom. So, notice your thoughts and how you interact with the students and notice some shifts that you can make. Continue that. When you have a break, if you get a prep or a lunch, maybe take a moment on your own. You're gonna be tempted to go to the teacher's lounge and interact with adult humans. And especially adult humans that can feel your pain. I get it. I was there. (laughs) It's those adult humans that can feel your pain and you can be like, dude, Johnny, this morning, Johnny. And they're like, yeah, when Johnny's in my class, he does this. And it just makes it feel better, but that's not just you. Right. I just, this I just realized this, it's because it kind of takes off ownership, like it's not me, like this is happening and it's not something I'm doing. But remember, if you heard my episode before about being at cause, we are at cause for a lot of things. And if we take on that feeling, Johnny will not get better. There was a post on Facebook about a class um, that wouldn't stop talking. I think that's what it was. Yeah, it was a class that wouldn't stop talking. And everybody was like, nip it in the bud early. Um, Dole out consequences. Make sure your policies and procedures. Now there's a lot of that that was shared that I agree with. You need to be very clear in our communication. But I also think, are those things gonna work? I've had that class and I've done those things. Classroom management is something I was very strong in. And a lot of those things I did In some classes, it just doesn't work because you're not addressing the root cause. You're just coming from a place of punishment. And it's going to create more tension and make things worse. My suggestion was have an honest conversation. I even like to bring everyone to the floor. I don't care what grade you're in. The older kids whine and cry about sitting on the floor. But what if? Let's come to the floor and let's talk about this. Let's talk about how this is not conducive to education and what we can do about it. Why are you talking so much? Are you not interested in the topic? What can we do? We got to get through this, right? So have an honest conversation. That was my suggestion. At the end of the day, same thing, as if you have a break, take some time. Oh, I didn't finish the break part. (laughs) Instead of going and having lunch with people that um, are gonna commiserate with you in your misery, Take some time either by yourself, three options, take some time by yourself to think about your morning, how it went and what other shifts that you could make and realize that it is done, release it, let it go. You could also find that coworker that you know is gonna just talk about fun things, right? It's Or it's a strategy person, like, Hey, I have this problem. It's okay to bring up problems and talk about the problems. What are some strategies and solutions do you think? Or try to, and this is advanced people, try to shift the scenario at your toxic lunch. Shift the feeling of things. Start off by talking about what went really well in the morning or that one kid that you found on the playground. If it was the kid that you struggle with, how it changed some of the interactions in the morning. Talk about some successes, shift the conversation, be that light, be that flame that gets passed along. After school, take a moment. This is where I would suggest journaling, journal about your day. If you don't have time, I've been at a school where basically we had kids bell to bell, bell to bell had kids and students, Um, maybe take five minutes just to kind of get it all out so that when you're driving home, you're thinking about the positive and or the shifts or the intention you can make. When you get home, it's gonna be tempting to verbal vomit all over who is ever there, the verbal vomit. And I used to think that venting was therapeutic. Not addressing something and stuffing it down and ignoring it is bad, toxic. We all know emotions get trapped in our body. It causes pain. It's not about putting our head in the ground. It's about acknowledging those things and coming up with solutions and moving on. Not owning the misery. I think that's what the key is. It is there, but I don't own it. It is not me. It is not part of me. And I will not accept it. It's like, no, I will not accept this as reality. And I'm going to change and shift my reality. So just try, when you get home, to start off with everything that went well. Maybe it's all the yellow cars you saw on the way to school and the way home. Maybe it's some flowers. Maybe I used to, when I had morning duty, my favorite thing to do was look at the sky. Shh, don't tell anybody. But I had kids doing it with me too. Um, I had, I always thought, out. actually, he stopped me out. (laughs) I had that kid in the morning who didn't really play with the other kids. He always stopped me out. And we looked at the sky a lot and just marveled, just marveled at the magnificence. I'm a science teacher. What can I say? So share that when you get home. That will not only be good for you, but it'll be good for whoever is at home that you normally verbal vomit all over my daughter is a verbal vomiter (laughs) she will come and i get it and she's working through and processing things what i do is i try to ask her how would you want it wanted it to have gone that is how it went how would you wanted it to have gone and share that with me as well so maybe if you can't think you're like april there's nothing good in my day i didn't find any yellow cars on my way to work Those kids that I tried to talk to basically flipped me off and walked on. Nothing good happened. Maybe start sharing how you would want it to go. And keep that in your vision. Guys, this is not like a pain pill. This is a vitamin. This kind of work, this mindset work, this subconscious work is not a pain pill. It is not instant. It's like going to the gym. You can't go to the gym once and expect it to work. It's constant work on your mindset. And we know it's crazy to me. And because I did this, like I taught this to my students, and yet there I was. There I was, continually thinking the negative, harping on it. And if a student had done that, I'd be like, dude, change your mindset, right? Change your perspective. Let's reframe that. And I would become stuck and be go to the lunch and commiserate in the misery and happy hour. I was queen of happy hour, planned all the happy hours at every school. And what did we do there? Like I said before, all we did was commiserate in our misery. I'm not, I don't want that anymore. That's not what I would do at happy hour anymore. I wanna talk strategy. I wanna talk big picture. I wanna make big plans. I wanna talk about awesome things. That's what I want because that's what I want in my life. What you focus on grows. What you measure multiplies. Like there's all of these cliche sayings are there for a reason. So last thing before you go to bed, before you go to bed, ask your subconscious a a question. Oh, who was it? There's a famous scientist who did this every night and ask himself a question, ask the subconscious a question. Um, If you're spiritual, ask God, universe, uh, spirit, guide, a question before you go to bed and it'll work on this. Also making sure to keep your mind as positive as possible before you go to bed because your mind is going to assimilate everything that has happened during your day. So ask a question and then start it again. First thing when you wake up in the morning, see if you have an answer to your question ask what is my answer journaling helps here too for me um uh, a lot of times i things don't come to my head and but when i start writing things come out a lot so you can journal if that doesn't work for you and then think of that one positive thing you're going to focus on for the day so i hope this helps i hope you got some little tip or trick that you can work through the day. This is really sub programming our subconscious differently. We're stuck in a rut. Like I always say, it's like riding a bicycle in the mud and we're stuck in that rut and it's really hard to get out. And I I used to go mountain biking and I am not a mountain biker. In fact, I think the bike I used was from Walmart and it said like, do not mountain bike on this but it was like a mountain bike. And I remember I would be terrified of getting in those ruts because getting out, you could skid and slide and it'd be so scary. So if we can just avoid getting in the rut altogether, how great would that would be? Also, and this applies to what I believe, is that when you're stuck in that rut, a little shift is not going to get you out of the rut. Try something big. And this goes against what a lot of people say is that take little baby steps because they're easier to take. And that is 100% valid as well. Taking those little baby steps, right? Gets you kind of warmed up and into it. But if you're not, if you're noticing that you keep slipping back to the rut, if you notice that you keep slipping back to the rut as you make these little changes, try something big, just try it. Try it out, try a huge shift in your life. I love you guys. I feel for you guys. And if you ever need anything or want an episode about anything or want to be on an episode, I'd love to hear from you. Just go ahead and DM me on Instagram, email me, put a note down there, all of the things. It is SEL faculty on Instagram. That's S E L faculty on Instagram, just DM me. I'd like to do some live reframe sessions as some podcast episodes. How can we reframe what is happening in your life? How can we switch those perspectives? Okay. Have a wonderful week. Stay strong, guys. Stay strong and change that perspective. Love you. Bye.